Ollie didn't have a problem with packages being stolen because he lived in an apartment building. So packages were delivered to the mailroom, which was, you know, a controlled access point. But he'd heard just around the neighborhood that there was a package thief in among the houses on both sides of the park. Ella had a feeling it was only going to be a matter of time before somebody asked him to intervene, and indeed, maybe three weeks after he first heard the reports, he got a call. He said, hi, is this Ollie the Octopus, Private Eye? And I said, yes, that's me. Hi, yeah, so I, I was I was supposed to get a package and it was really something I was really looking forward to. It was it was a box and it had a painting in it. It was a painting I mean it wasn't special to anybody else, but it was special to me. It was a painting of my great uncle. And that sounds random, but he and I were really close. And at some point Somebody had made this painting of him. I guess it was, he gave some kind of big commencement speech and the university really wanted to say a nice thing. Shh. Okay, okay. And the university, it was known, like the, the, the university's flower is the zinnia. And they're famous for all their beautiful zinnias. And so it's, it's, it's my great uncle and he's in his graduation outfit fit and he's, he's holding this bunch of colorful zinnias. It's, it's just very much him. And, and anyway, so it came. I got the notification from the shipping company, and when I got to my house, it was gone. Somebody stole the painting, and I've talked to my neighbors, and a bunch of people are having stuff stolen. You know, stuff like this that doesn't mean anything to anybody but them, and, and valuable stuff. My neighbors had a computer stolen. People had groceries stolen. Uh, I'm out of ideas. I'm so mad. I'm so sad. And so I was hoping that we could hire you to come in and do something about it. And yeah, so so five and six of us got together. And again, between that, your fee's not hard to afford. And so, yeah, can you take the case? I said, sure, sure, sure. Um, let me come and talk to the people who've had stuff stolen. So Ollie put together a, he started a map, just on like a cloud-based map, and talking to the people that were paying him, but also talking to other neighbors and looking on, you know, Nextdoor and Facebook. He made kind of a map of package thefts in the area. You know, where they were happening, when they were happening. We had several pieces of data on each one. It was kind of a data project because all I had to figure out a pattern. But pretty quickly, some patterns did start to emerge. And that is that whoever was doing it would take, you know, a block or a block, two blocks rather, at a time. One side of the street, usually, usually not both sides of the street on the same day. So it'd be a rash of it on one block, and then there'd be a, a few days, and there'd be a bunch of thefts on a different block. And he was doing it every couple of days, but in different parts of the neighborhood. 
So we wouldn't hit, you know, the odd side of the 2700 block and then do the even side of the 2700 block the next day. Or I shouldn't say he. It could be a he or a she. But, like, probably a he. So all he was looking at the data, and he thought, okay, so how can I catch this person? And he thought a little bit further. I'm really being hired primarily by this one person. He doesn't just want to catch this person. He wants to get his painting back. All his first thought was a stakeout. But even though there was some pattern to the data, to where the thefts were happening, it wasn't enough that he could predict, you know, next week the guy's going to hit this block. It wasn't quite that organized. So he could be a, do a really, doing a really long stakeout. You know, he might have to be there like a couple of weeks, and that wasn't going to be workable. He thought, and he thought, and he thought. It took him a couple of days to come up with this plan. He went and he talked to the people that were hiring him and said, I've got an idea, but it's going to involve some expenses. Not huge, but not nothing either. He said, sure, what do you have in mind? I said, all right, here's the concept. And he showed them the map and how talked about the pattern, how the guy hops from block to block. And I said, so I want to take, I want to get a bunch of burner cell phones and put them in there with, you know, the battery boosters so they can last a long time. And I want to put them in packages that are, are really hard to open, but that look like they're going to be something expensive. And the idea is to get the guy to take this package back to wherever he lives. And hopefully if we can use the phones to track him, then I can sneak in, get the stuff back, and bust the guy. I said, oh, okay. That sounds like it could work, but... How many, how will it, like, how will you do that? I said, well, that's, that's where the money comes in, because I need to get a mini booster phones. Because if you look, okay, so this coming week, we expect that he's going to come over here to the southern end of Charles Village. And if you look at it, there's probably a f six blocks that he is likely to hit. And he always seems to do it at or between 10 a.m. and noon. So, I'm going to need to place one of these tracker boxes, one of these bait boxes, on every one of those blocks, and let them sit there for a couple of days straight. Because I want to make sure that he picks one up. I said, okay, all right, all right. So I priced it out, and he found some phones that would work. They were phones that had GPS on them, but weren't big fancy smartphones that have nice long-living batteries. He was able to find some that were on, you know, a burner phone, a prepaid phone. So he set it all up. He got these boxes. He got several different boxes. They were small, like about the size, like three quarters the size of a shoebox, like the size of a kid's shoebox. 
and he started working on how he would set up the box. He figured he wanted it to be heavy so it would seem valuable. But he didn't want it to rattle around because that wouldn't seem valuable. And he wanted to make the box very hard to open. So in addition to the phones, he went and he got some just spare metal sheeting, some steel sheeting. And then he thought about that and he decided against it because he was worried that this steel sheeting might block the GPS. So he returned that and he went and he got a bunch of tile, just regular wall tile. Got it used from Second Chance. And he put that in the boxes, taped it down so it wouldn't jiggle around. And he put the phones in there with the battery packs and affixed that so that it wouldn't jiggle around either, so it would feel like a new package. And he closed all the boxes and thought about, how am I going to make this really hard to open? And then he thought about it. He thought, I know. Tyvek. Tyvek's a pain to open without tools. So he got a bunch of Tyvek envelopes put them in there, put the addresses on, put the fake addresses on. He got Tyvek envelopes of different colors from different companies so that the thief wouldn't you know, catch on if he did more than one block that day. He wouldn't notice that there were several packages that all looked identical, so it made them look different. He made them different weights. He spent a bunch of time on it, so much time, in fact, that he missed his window. He got some calls and said, there's been some more, th there's been a rash of thefts in the, in the southeast um, corner of the neighborhood. So all I had to look at his data and figure out where the guy's going to go next. And that was a bummer because there were two possible neighborhoods that he might go next, parts of the neighborhood. So I had to make more phones. But this time, he got some help. And he made these dummy phones. And it was kind of expensive. It ended up being like 350 bucks to make all the tracker phones. But one of the clients, one of the people that was paying, pointed out, like, nah, man. This guy stole his painting which is probably worth 500 bucks at least in just auction value and way more to the guy. He stole actual phones that we were trying to get. This guy's stolen 350 bucks is way less than what this guy's stolen from us. So it's fine. So I got all the phones, all the bait phones, all the bait packages, and put them out. And he pulled up all their locations. He'd gotten an application for each one of them just sort of tracked where they were. And he started to watch. And he had it, at first he was just watching it by himself, just staring at it on the screen. But he realized that was going to get boring pretty quick, even for him. So he called up a friend of his that did some computer programming and asked a favor. I said, can you make a program that will watch these GPS signals? and alert me when one of them moves. I said, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, give me 45 minutes, that's an easy one. I'll get that for you. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So 45 minutes later, all I had is app and he could go and do other things. He walked around the neighborhood, the target neighborhood a little bit, just out of curiosity. But he didn't happen to see anybody. But as he was making the end of that loop, he got a ding on his phone. He was from his friend. He said, hey, you got a hit. One of those packages is on the move. So oh, he rushed back to his apartment and watched. I could see the package. First, it went slowly down the block. I'd put it in the kind of the middle of the block. 
You could see it move slowly from house to house to house. The thief had picked up this package and was walking down the block, picking up more packages. Then at the end of the block, then it started going steady. And it moved at a walking pace, but without stopping now, except at you know, stoplights and stuff. And it went down pretty far. It went about 15 blocks south-west. And there, it stopped. Well, I couldn't quite tell the exact address. They zoomed in as much as he could on the map and marked down the location, pulled up a little like the street view so they could see what would be there. And he went on his way. Now, this, by this time, it was, I don't know, 1.30 in the afternoon. So I only went by the first time just to kind of stake out the situation. It was a townhouse, a little row house. There's one, there's two possible houses that it could be. The data wasn't that precise for whatever reason. I looked around, he climbed up some nearby buildings to try and get a good vantage point. It looked like a pretty normal house. It was an end of unit and the one next to the end of unit. Ollie waited and he saw somebody leave. It's a, a man in his, I don't know, 40s. Pretty normal looking dude. And he walked out and he caught the bus and he left. So Ollie decided to look. Climbed down from the building where he was down, climbed up, went over to the building, the end unit. Started looking in the windows, carefully as he could. He didn't want to attract any attention. But when he looked in the basement, he saw something he recognized instantly. It's a big painting of a kind-looking older gentleman in a graduation outfit holding a bunch of zinnias. This was the house. This was the thief. Now all I had to think about what to do with this information. So I felt like he could probably get in there. I didn't know where the guy was going, but if he was on a bus, it wasn't going to be back. It wasn't going to be, be back fast. Get in there. Remove most of the stuff, if not all of the stuff that was stolen, and then surprise the guy. But then he realized he didn't know everything that was stolen. He had a lot of the information, but he really felt like he needed to involve the police. But then stuff could get tied up. So I decided to do a compromise. He went around back. He picked the basement door lock. He just had to pray there wasn't an alarm system. But what thief has an alarm system, right? Open the door, worried there's going to be an alarm anyway. And the light turned on, and I jumped. But then he looked. Just a motion sensor. So he went in there as quickly as he could, and he got the painting. He picked it up carefully. Carried it out. Walked halfway up the block. And set it aside. And went back and reclosed the door. His first call was to his client. He said, hey, I got your painting. Meet me at this address. And he gave an address up at the top of the block. Come as quickly as you can. He's got other stuff we need to do. So the guy came right away. He's there ten minutes later. I said, awesome, you found it. So did you find the thief? I said, yeah. But I think we got to get the cops involved. There's a lot of stuff in that basement, but I don't know what all's stolen. And 
I don't know, sometimes I try to scare people off, but I think that we just need to get the cops in on this. Like I said, yeah, I think the cops is the right move. I mean, you know this kind of thing more than I do, but, but yeah, so do you need me to do something? I said, no, I think I'm the right person to do something here. The police haven't been super interested in package theft, but if I can hand them a, 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 a you know, complete, bundled up, easy arrest, I bet they'll go for it. So I called a friend of his that was a detective. Not in homicide, but in larceny department. He said, hey, Phil. So I said, Ollie, Ollie, uh, I'm really busy, man. What do you, what do you need? And I said, Phil? Phil, I got an open and shut case for you. It's going to make you really popular around Remington and Charles Village. And he said, uh, all right, I mean, uh, all right, let me tell me what it is. I said, here's the deal. I got a package theft, that thief. I know exactly where he lives. He's got a basement full of stuff that I know is stolen. It's an open and shut case. And... I said, but how, how am I going to get a warrant? What evidence do I have that this guy is involved at all? Ollie said, well, you've got me. I saw the basement with the stolen goods from outside of the house. And I saw it from the alley. So you can say that a private eye, working the case, saw in the basement the stolen items, that should be enough for a warrant. I said, hmm. Hmm. Ollie, I don't know if package theft is really something that we're emphasizing right now. There's a whole lot going on. I said, come on, man. It's an easy win. It's going to feel good. The community's going to love it. And man, you guys could use a break. You could use an easy community win. I said, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. All right, all right, give me all the information. And all I told him everything, except about the painting. Because the police wouldn't like that all I took the painting out, but he wanted to make sure the painting got back to his client. It was a pretty special painting. Well, the detective got his warrant. And he said, all right, Ollie, I want you to just stay there. Stay out of the way. Be inconspicuous. But call me as soon as the guy comes back. We need him to be there to make this arrest work. So I climbed up high into a tree. I told the client to go home. Climbed up high into a tree. Mostly because it's all I like climbing trees. And he waited. And he waited. He was content. Only doesn't mind a stakeout. And it was going to be pretty satisfying to see this guy get nabbed. About two hours later, the guy came back. Had some groceries. No big deal. He didn't know anything was up. All I called, detective friend. Half an hour after that, several police cars pulled up in the back and in the front. And they got kind of all around the building. There were three doors. There's the basement door, the back door, and the front door. They had officers at every one of them. And then the detective went up and knocked politely. But the guy saw what was going on. He didn't open the door. I said, what do you want? You've got to go away. Get off my property. It's private property. I said, sir, I've got a warrant. I've got a warrant to search your, your house. Said, Let me see the warrant. 
said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slap it up against the window. You can read it there. He did that. The guy said, you don't know anything. And he ran and tried to crash out of the back door, but the, uh, there was an officer right there. And the guy, officer grabbed him. said, all right, sir, you're going to stay right here. He put the handcuffs on him and sat him down in a, you know, a chair that was out there. The police all came through and they searched the whole place and man, they found all kinds of stuff. It was stolen. It was on the list of stolen stuff. Well, I'd provided him a partial list and they'd done some digging around and calling around and putting some stuff together in the meantime so they had a list of what they were looking for. And they came through and man, they cataloged everything in that house and the guy was saying like, no, that's mine, man. My, my, my aunt gave that to me. So then why does it have a, why is it in a, still in a box addressed to somebody on Calvert Street? And after a while, they stopped arguing with him. Well, they got most of the stuff back. And the guy had sold some stuff off for cash. So some people lost their stuff, but a lot of the stuff was still there. Maybe he was planning to sell off a bunch of it at once. They didn't know. After everything was all settled and the guy was off in the squad car, all he came down from the tree. Came up to the, came up to the detective, Phil. said, hey, Phil, good job. I said, oh, Ollie. Yeah, uh, really, this is a good, this is a good. Everyone's feeling good about this. I mean, except for the thief, obviously. But you were right. You were right. It was good to get everybody on the same side for once. There's been a lot of tension in it, but everybody likes putting a package thief in jail. Everybody likes getting their packages back. It'll be a few days before I can give everyone their packages back, because we need a bunch of stuff for evidence. But we can document all that and get everybody back within three days. The only thing I didn't see in there that was, well, there was some stuff that was already sold, it looks like. But one thing that didn't make sense was there was a, supposed to be a painting stolen. And I said, oh. You know anything about that, Ollie? Well, I said, huh. Phil said, Ollie, where's the painting? I said, all right, Phil, fine. The owner of the painting already has the painting back. I was worried it would get damaged. Phil said, Ollie. I'm going to let it slide this time. You can't be doing that. If you can work with us, you got to work with us all the way. I said, all right, all right, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry. Still, Ollie, you did a good job here. Appreciate the call. And that was the case of Ollie and the stolen boxes. <laughs>